Good evening, associates. Full disclosure, we are here to talk about suits. It's here, it's loud, it's live, it's next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. And we're doing it. Shoulders. Am I doing it right? You're doing it. Okay. It's happening. It's, it's the vestige from an old managing partner. Before any of our times, it's like a Van Dyke. It's like a Schmidt. Can we add some? Can we add some bounce in it? Or no? Shimmies are fine. Shimmies are fine. Shimmies and whatever. Hello, everyone. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV's coverage of Suits, Season Seven, Episode Seven. Full disclosure: I'm your host, Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That's K A U F M A N N. Uh, we are not full <laughs> strength tonight, but we are far from zero strength. I don't know where I was going with we've that got, analogy. We've got Team Darby here. We're Team. We are Team Darby yes, here. We are Team Darby. Lynn and Orange joining us tonight. Where can they find you on Twitter? Hey, everyone. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, all over the social web at Lena Nori. And I'm so glad to be back. I'm glad to have you back. It's great. It's great everyone's <laughs> here. We're doing the things. We have a lot to talk about. There was, there was one flashback in this episode, but I broke it into four parts. Awesome. So where we're going to start is the Harvey Lewis, Jessica Hartman thing that's been alluded to. We've seen the early... We're seeing the fallouts in this, the fallout in this flashback versus in the past, we would just see the actual flashback. And I always remember when I'm reminded of the Hardman of it all, I'm reminded like, oh, Harvey's not a terrible person for disliking Lewis for as long as he did. Like, that was rough. Yeah. And it's crazy because Lewis's character, we've in the last couple of years, he's been such an ego driven, like negative person. Even when he deals with the associates, he's always lashing out and making such like negative comments. But then we see a whole worse side to him. Yeah. It's almost like the new Lewis Lit isn't as bad as the one from six years ago. Like, he was terrible. Well, the pre, we're, we saw the pre-therapy Lewis Lit here. That Dr. Just, Lipschutz deserves an award. I have a lot of things to say about Dr. Lipschutz <laughs> when we get there. I just really I enjoyed this part of the flashback, that it gives you a lot of context into Lewis kind of screwing over Harvey. And that Harvey kind of being a little combative with Jessica... A little combat, like a little combative with this place, and then Jessica running her house, and we get more Jessica, which we're all very happy about. I think it's amazing we're getting so much Jessica. I felt like last season when she was leaving, I was like, "Oh my god, she's done!" Like, what are we gonna do without Jessica? And then we've had her pretty much every single episode. Oh, and just I, about. Yeah, do and we I feel think like this, this was episode the, was the most for sure. Do we think this was the plan though? That they were like, "Okay, she'll leave. She'll go on a TV show. If the TV show goes, we'll never have her back." The TV does. If the TV show doesn't go, Harvey can hop on a plane to Chicago and see her. We can flash back. We're planning on flashing back to some big part of the fallout of the of the Hardman the Hardman Junior partner or the Hardman Senior partner part that we never got to. Like, I think this was kind of already their plan. Like, we can let her go, and if she comes back, we can still use her. But if she does not come back, we can still. Although I guess we wouldn't have flashbacks this season. I feel um, they'd, they'd find a way to tell us that story without flashbacks. Well, actually, today I was thinking to myself that we've been getting so much Jessica, even though they said she's going to be gone. So my whole thought process was the season prior, it ended with, you know, um, Mike Ross going to jail. Yeah. And then he got out. So I kind of feel like the showrunners are like, how can we possibly top him going to jail? Because we're like seven seasons in. So that's a lot of. Yeah. That's a lot of storyline you have to go through. So. 
I know that she did get a part of, you know, she's a part of another show now, but I feel like it was more so they were trying to find something so drastic mm -hmm. to shake the episode at the last season finale. And then they kind of like are giving us back to her little by little. And I'm, I'm not complaining. I don't know what Suits is without Jessica. I mean, I really love Jessica. I love her storyline, but I definitely think that they always maybe intended to have her back on some level, but they just wanted to kind of shake yeah. it up. Well, and, season seven. And what we learned last week is they have her back completely. They're gonna they're working on a Jessica spinoff now. Oh wow! That we're all excited. That we're all really excited for. And that would be a perfect that would be a perfect place for her because she had to leave the show. And I, I, these people are really smart. That I feel like that's that's built in. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Jessica, Jessica and Lewis kind of running roughshed over the associates, we finally see the origin of Dr. Lipschitz. I love him. He's like, honestly, the best. He like walked in. I mean, imagine someone walks in and the first thing they say to you is, oh, you're some Nazi just because he's speaking German. Like, that's such an ignorant comment to make. And I get he's a therapist, so he's probably used to ignorant people left and right. But he was still like, just give me two minutes. Hmm. And then if you want to leave, then you can leave. I was like... That was super extreme, and I liked it. I, I liked it. I like because that's so Lewis, just that super, just like pure, like pure first impression. Nope, that's what you are. And it with Lewis, it always boils back to Harvey. And I just love how Doctor Lipschitz figured that out in less than one session, really. To just oh, you filter, you filter your who you are versus who you want to be directly through a person you see every day. Yeah. And I think so what he it's funny because I actually wrote this down because I thought it was so interesting on the episodes on the after show that I have been here. I've always talked about how much ego there is with all the characters. And he said, if you can have respect from one person, like who's the respect that you want it from, that you want it the most? And he said, Harvey. And then Dr. Lifshed said, no matter what, I, you know, because yeah. Lewis Litt said, no matter what I do, no one respects me. And he said that if you don't respect yourself, you're actually projecting that and looking for people to disrespect you. And it's. It's such an interesting thing, and it's, you know, Lewis is kind of like, what? And then he walked out like, this is the worst idea ever. And then, of course, he calls me. He's like, hey, are you available five days a week? Is that too much? <laughs> that is funny. To be just... No, no, I have problems. He's like, let's start with just Monday. Let's just start with Monday. Um, I've made this prediction before, so I'll say it now. I don't, I don't think Dr. Lipschitz survives this season. I think, I think, they're, I think they're setting him up specifically for Lewis to have to try to literally deal with moving on that we saw Lewis pre-therapy the whole show we've seen him technically post-therapy that now we're eventually going to have to see him have to move on from not having Dr. Lifshitz with him I I remember you gave that prediction like um I think it was like the first after show or the second after yep. show and I'm not going to lie especially after watching today's episode where they're pretty much going back in time and showing us the progress of Lewis Lit from like point a till like now and it pretty much all of his progression or not all because obviously lewis is credited for his progression but a lot of the direction has been because of a psychiatrist mm -hmm. so i feel like they are going into that backstory because there is something that's going to end up happening where he's not going to have him to fall back on i mean i'm hoping he's not going to die is that what you're saying i might retire yeah, so I... Yeah. He doesn't have to die. Like, not everyone has to die. It's a show about... Like, but I feel like because Lewis isn't going to let him retire, he's going to go stalk him and, like, show up to his house. But I do agree that they're going to kind of pull him out of the storyline, and that's why they're putting so much emphasis on him in the last couple episodes, is to show, like, that he is the reason why Lewis has been able, been able to mm -hmm. progress so much. But in order for him to reach the point that he needs to, we need to take him out and yeah. see kind of, like, what's going to happen when he's in the water. Yeah, but progress isn't do you think he's gonna sink or swim <laughs> well 
I think because he sank so much this season that he's probably going to swim because he's had some some breakthroughs. I do. We'll get more into predictions. He's way better than he used to be, though. Oh, oh my God. God he's yes. terrible. Um, next up, we're going to talk about Donna, Mark, and Donna. Harley. Mark, we finally get to see Mark. It was their six-month anniversary. And they had a six-month anniversary dinner, and she brought up Harvey within minutes. Yeah, he, I believe he said, I feel like Harvey is our invisible partner in our relationship. Yep. And I think that kind of explains Donna's relationship to Harvey very very much. That just She's professionally and personally just intertwined with him. And that's a real rough thing to get into. I feel like in that actual moment where they're at dinner, and he's kind of like, give me an answer on... If it's because of Harvey, you don't want to leave or you actually don't want to leave because you like, I think mm-hmm. at the time it's called Pearson Hartman. Yeah. That was the name of the firm at the time. Her face kind of said it all. And it actually made me feel like that she didn't maybe even realize how she felt about Harvey until that moment. Because you kind of see like her eyes get like super teared up. It's crazy, though. Yeah. it's. All... I feel like that was the moment that maybe she actually realized Maybe she knew kind of like in the back of her head she always had feelings for Harvey, but I feel like that was the moment. I think that was the moment she knew she would have said yes if he had asked. And she wasn't upset that he was making that choice. She was upset that he didn't ask. So they had that brief moment of just like, I should have asked. Yeah. She would have said yes. My favorite part of that whole scene is where she walks into Harvey's office and she's like, Harvey, I need the night off. I'm going to go. It's my six-month anniversary. He's like, I never thought you'd be one of those people. That, like, celebrates your kid's third grade graduation. I mean, that third, third grade's a pretty big one. It's a very big one. Addition and subtraction. Like, that's huge. I, I think six months is a good, that's a good mark. I think, I think six months is a great mark. I think it, um, I think it sets a really bad precedent that you're going to have to remember holes and halves. No, I feel like it goes. six months is a, half, is a half a year, so if you celebrate a six month and then you celebrate a year you're kind of setting a precedent that you then have to celebrate every half year and whole year, and that's just, that's too much to keep, like, without thinking about it, what what's the date of your half birthday? I have no idea. Exactly. Ha- that, that's all I, that's how I feel. But if it's your first six months, that's something to celebrate. But you are setting up a precedent where you then have to celebrate every half and whole. Well, my thoughts, I mean, my thoughts on her, I mean, ladies or December gentlemen 7th. at home, if you guys, you do know your half? It's it's in my it's in my calendar because I it's something I've never actually celebrated, but I want to start celebrating. Well, so everybody at home, tell us if you guys think that six month is worth celebrating. I just feel like if you celebrate six month, that doesn't mean you're going to celebrate one and a half, two and a half, three and a half. It just is kind of like I feel like at six months you've decided if this is going to be a long term relationship. At I agree like with six it. months, you you could be in a relationship, but it's more like casual. If, if you're not even considering like the slightest bit that you might have a future with this person, you should just part ways. So I do agree. Six months at six, the first six months are very much uh, a milestone of if you've lasted this long, you probably like this person. Yeah, because <laughs> most things don't last like a hundred days. Yeah, and it was interesting because she does have such a strong relationship with Harvey even back then, and even Lewis goes when he got mad that she changed the court date. Like mm-hmm. in the six he said years, work husband. yeah, he's like, "How's your work? Like, where's your work husband?" I was like, "Oh, everybody notices." Although that's, I think that's a very popular term now. Is it that girls have work husbands? Let us know in the comments. I I've heard that said a lot in the last like fifteen months. But what does that mean? That like there you have a bay like the girls will just have like a guy who's their everything, but at work, 
Like they never hang out outside or talk outside of work, but they just have like they have a bay, a work bay. <laughs> okay, never mind. No, I've heard of it, but I mean, I haven't heard of it, but it makes sense. I've heard but of it. I, I'm pretty sure if you do hashtag work husband, you'll find a lot of you find a lot of references to this phenomenon. That's like a guy's nightmare, isn't it? Like you get all the the um, expectations and responsibilities, but not even like the perks of actually dating the chick. I feel like that's a guy's nightmare. I feel like part of what I'm missing is they might all be gay men. Oh, okay. Or they might be typically they typically might be gay men as well. Don't don't hold me to that. <laughs> Sometimes they're just taken as well. Like yeah. the men are just taken as well and uh they just, you know, are fond of a girl at work, but they're not they just have a friendly relationship. That's like emotional cheating though. No, it's platonic. No, it's, it's just like having a buddy at work, but like she happens to be a, a girl and it would be like that's my work wife kind of thing. Like we always hang See? out at work, we always eat together, we try to take our lunch together, but we're not actually romantically invested. We just want we just we just work on that on that level well. Yeah. That's I'm thing. I don't I'm not speaking on behalf of all women, but I'm sure if there was women at home knowing that their husbands were sharing their lunches with a woman and enjoying their time and not getting that friendship from their husband and another woman's getting it, I don't think they'd be too fond of it unless they're off doing their own thing, too. And they don't care. Well, it, it's it's from a platonic it's from a platonic place. Also, if either of them got fired or promoted that, it, that in a would relationship, also relationship, you also need to be mentally stimulated. So is it platonic? Because maybe you're not getting that mental stimulation at home. Oof. And that I, friendship. I feel like in a relationship, just as much as, like, um, you know, sexual and physical, there's also mental and friendship. I, so if you're getting 50% elsewhere, I don't know. Anyways, we should get back to Darby. I'm kind of on your side because we're both Team Darby and we both think... Team Darby. We both think at the end of the day those two are going to be great together. Absolutely. But, like, literally at the end of the series... They gotta but, give it to us like a little bit sooner. No, and the well, I don't. We we keep saying that, and then we also keep saying like, oh, the fake lawyer show. He's gonna stay a fake lawyer, and that didn't happen. That stopped too. But speaking of Harvey, we should move on to the flashback part, and then the mic part of the the meat of this episode that I kind of broke into two. Let's start with the flashback part where Harvey and Alex are friends. Yeah, and. Alex works at Bratton Gould. Harvey feels slighted by Jessica two times, so much so that he takes his friend Alex up on an offer to become one of two junior partners at Bratton Gould, which was what he was about to do with Lewis, and then it all failed. And he gave Jessica multiple opportunities to say something, and she didn't. And Alex stuck his neck out to specifically say, I'm doing this, it's happening. You have my word. I have his word. And then Jessica apologized and Harvey went back on his word and screwed over and pretty much screwed over Alex for what seems like years. It's uh, actually, you know, there's that Steve Jobs quote, may he rest in peace. It says that you can never connect the dots looking forward, but you can connect them looking back. It was that exact moment where Hartman screwed over Harvey and Lewis Witt, I mean, Lewis Litt was trying to stick it to him, where, like, everything ricocheted after that. If it wasn't for that, Harvey wouldn't have gone looking for to be a junior partner somewhere else. He wouldn't have come across Alex. Alex wouldn't have gone into the doghouse and worked mm -hmm. 90 hours a week and then have to work his way back up to get stuck into a case that he pretty much gets framed for. Yep. His bonuses, everything gets tied to, like, this guy's murder that was trying to, like, break the whole thing out. And now his whole life is over, and it's all because... He got screwed over with Hartman, and Lewis took junior partner by himself. 
I mean, Harvey went back on his work. Like, no, yeah, of course. I'm not saying like. I know it was like the seed that got planted, and then it. Grew a well-written char- well character, as they all are, we're all going to be on the side of Harvey, where we're like, well, Harvey, because that's the point of a well-written character. But at the same time, I'm like, Harvey, Harvey went back on his word, and that's ultimately what screwed over Alex. Actually, we could blame Doctor Lipschitz because if he didn't have that appointment with Lewis. Lewis wouldn't have come back to Jessica, like, pleading to her, like, make sure he doesn't leave. Because Jessica looked like she was going to let him go. I remember she came in the office. It's a joke. We're not going to blame Dr. Lifshutz. We love him. Well, we should. I think we could kind of blame Jessica then. Because she could have gotten Lewis to Dr. Lifshutz a day early. And then Lewis could have had the breakthrough to keep Harvey. So there where were does a lot it begin and where does it end? Uh, it's a joke. Yeah, it's a, it's a domino effect. Can but... we, we could just blame Hartman, though. Because he's not there. And we just don't like Hartman. Yeah, like we're not supposed to. When all else fails, we blame Hartman. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. That's an easy way to do it. It's also a lot of Lewis's fault, though. But it's ultimately Harvey's fault, going back on his word with Alex. Alex was in this terrible place, and I love this show. Even in this tiny piece with Alex, they gave us a very... a very much altruistic dilemma. Yeah. Which is, the only way for him to do right by the situation, Alex, is to admit... Not necessarily anything, but to even in a, like he's binded in a way that the only way to do right by the situation is to go down for the situation. The situation he had no personal fault in. And like he can't unkill the people. I actually thought um, when I first heard the situation that Alex maybe had done something shady, but he didn't. He was kind yeah. of like a scapegoat. But what he did obviously do that was shady is that he knows that he's responsible for someone's death. And I understand that he's thinking about his daughter and, like, putting her first. But he knows that a guard got killed because a guard was trying to, like, stop this and how many people are getting killed. So it's like you're trying to give your daughter a better life. And listen, I don't know what it would be like if I had a child. I know that you want to put them first. But he had to have known the truth is going to come out. Like, do people not know by now that the truth always comes out no matter what? I mean, I think. But also on a pure altruism is the wrong way to put it but on pure zeros and ones that might take 20 years so his daughter might be an adult and actually grown and grown but, and, and then he can solely take responsibility for what but happened. how many people in those 20 years are going to die as a result of him he could have been a better role model to his daughter explain the situation because really he wasn't at fault and he could have possibly proven at that time that he was framed now he just looks like he's been colluding and then keeps telling more people and more people are getting involved now it's the, like i think the that's the only other... Now, he wouldn't have been able to prove that he was framed. Like, it was framed in such a way that it was all... Like, it would have always come down on paper as him as the fall guy. Because he was the perfect fall guy. They had groomed him for years, it sounds like, to be the fall guy. The only way he could have gotten out of it was if he literally stopped being a lawyer altogether. Yeah. But that's, like, one of the... Like, he would have to go back to school and become a doctor. Or become a White House aide? I'm sorry. <laughs> um... Like, he would have to literally switch professions, and even then, and even then, he would have to hope no one else looked into this. No one, no Mike Rosses would ever look into the situation. Yeah. To uncover a giant conspiracy. So it sucks all around. It does, but one thing I did love about this flashback is that it answered a huge question for me. So Harvey's always been very diehard with, with Mike Ross, but Mike Ross is kind of like his protege, how Jessica, which... I found out this episode pretty much took Harvey from the mailroom, yep. paid for his law school, and kind of, like, raised him. So that's kind of how um, 
that's kind of how Harvey has been with Mike. So what I liked about this flashback is I kept wondering, like, what is this loyalty that Harvey has for Alex? Like, knowing that he's gotten his hands into, like, something so deep, you just see Harvey backing him up, backing him up, backing him up. And then I'm like, oh, because he promised him that he backed on his word last time, that he would never do it again, and that when Alex came calling, he would be there for mm-hmm. him. And ultimately, by Harvey backing out on his word last time, he did put Alex in this position. Yeah. So it's a matter of... It's a matter of how can everyone win, and what's sad for Michael Reyes is Michael Reyes's family is um, not every like those are the people who aren't going to win in this situation because it looks like Mike has to drop this. I have your question. I have a question for you. Something about um, what Michael Reyes said. So, in the scene where he comes and he confronts Mike Ross about the case being thrown, or they're thrown off the case, mm-hmm. so pretty much the case being thrown out, he's like. Now I have no money, you know, I have two other kids. And then Mike Ross is like, but I thought you were doing this to get, um, you know, to kind of like make sure this doesn't happen to anybody else. And he was like, yeah, but I don't even have that. And now I don't have the money. Do you think it's fair what he said? Yeah, I think it's very fair. Like, let's be real. If you were wronged, if you were wronged so bad today that you lost someone forever today, nothing's going to make you whole. Yeah. But let's say, but let's say you're the next of kin to that person and that person got hit by a bus and the bus company eight months from now, realistically, after they actually settled, gave you $800,000. That's not going to make up for that person. Yeah. But would you give, would you give up that $800,000 for a chance, for a chance that that might not happen to another person? I think... If Mike Ross were convincing you. That's true. If Mike Ross were saying, like, this is every bus in America... And he's so like, I'm, I promise you we're going to win this. Like, I promise you we're going to win this. Every bus in America is running five minutes too fast. They're undercutting the American taxpayer. And ten people die a week. I think... That's drastic, I, I think know, it's but... not just the bus because... You know, I don't I can't imagine how much a bus company is worth. But with such a large corporation, it kind of seemed like chump change what he was getting paid off. Like, yeah, I would maybe feel like this is case, all my was son it. was worth. Like, if I would have settled, it's not that about the money. It's not about me making more money. I would want enough for it to hurt them, like financially, like to know well, yeah. there was a clear dent in your financials. So you'll think twice. You're like, OK, if I lost Let's just say that if he had lost $20 million, he's like, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not going to do that again. It's not worth losing $20 million. But from the way they made it sound, like on the check, it was like something good for one person and a family, but not something that's like so. But like, they also did a good job in this show of clarifying without saying a number. 800000 seemed like a relative number. Yeah. But like without saying, wait, this is the settlement number? It's like too high. It's like something you want to Yeah, hide. like they were saying, like, this settlement number, this is a goal. This is a stop barking up this tree number. I think we can't answer this question correctly without, God forbid, like, knock on wood, having, like, actually lost someone in our family. That too. To know, like, what we're thinking, because maybe he's been so grief-stricken, his family has been, that he can't focus at work, and maybe he needs that money. Yeah. Maybe that's... he doesn't want his kids to end up in prison. I mean, we were stealing TVs, right? Or what yeah, was the son was... stealing? I think it was stealing TV. It wasn't yeah. anything that major. Like, yeah. More than anything, that major in prison, we can get into the philosophy of what a prison is versus what it should be, what it could effectively be. That's a whole, yeah. That's a whole TED talk, but like the gen, the generality is like a lot of people go into prison and then wind up way worse 
then when way wind up coming out way worse. Well, we have more people in America incarcerated than anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously a business. So I like the fact that Suits is kind of like bringing this topic in. It's almost kind of like there's other shows. Like if you watch Homeland, they're mm-hmm. always taking like a relevant topic and like putting it in the show. So I feel like I'm actually glad this was a case on this episode. I'm really I well, and this this is the only this is the ten episode arc case, and they kind of dealt with pr- the prison system last summer too when Mike was in a prison. Yeah, and Danbury, we they've finally est- or they've established before that Danbury's a public prison, a publicly funded prison and publicly run prison versus um, all the other prisons they're talking about that are privately funded through Reform Corp. Yeah. Okay, this part gets complicated. Mike goes to Anita Gibbs, says, I have a case against Reform Corp. But it's not through anything within Masterson Construction, because Masterson Construction is a client of Mike's. Yeah. Mike then, through through Frank Gallo and Benjamin, happy to see Benjamin again, finds information that they can then redact and then bring back to Anita Gibbs that is directly towards Reform Corp but ultimately shows a conspiracy between two Fortune 500 companies. But by that point, Harvey signs Reform Corp. Pulls a fast one. Signs Reform Corp to protect Alex, and then Alex tells Mike the whole story. I think I just summed that up in two sentences. I think That I, was actually a pretty good summation. I also love the scene where Alex straight, straight up told Mike. That was so ballsy, though. But he didn't... I think remember he was, Harvey said, don't tell him you're literally going to give him a map? Like, right now, Mike is like a pirate, like, on the chase for, like, Never Neverland. And here comes Alex just giving him the whole entire map. But to be fair, I think Mike, I think Alex has enough respect for Mike to know Mike's going to find this anyway. I need to tell him why he needs to stop looking. He wants to jump on the front of it to, yeah, like, control like, it. Alex is getting out in front of it because there's no other way. Mike will figure all of this out. He found out on one day. Remember, even Rachel is telling Harvey. She's like, I'm sure he's found out more from this morning. <laughs> I'm sure. He's a shark. Yeah, I'm sure he went to I'm sure he went to Gallo at Danbury and found out a bunch that got him to Benjamin, who gave him everything. I can't he... believe he's working with Gallo, though. Like the guy tried to kill you. <sighs> the Gallo Jessica, stuff doesn't Jessica sit Jessica doesn't right with know me. yet, right? From what I have seen in the episode, she has no idea that Mike is talking to Jessica, no. Are you talking about Rachel? I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Rachel. She would lose her mind. Yeah, Rachel does not know. And Harvey even told him, like, how long do you work with Gallo before before he calls Rachel? Something he knows he can do. It's, I'm not a fan of this Gallo business. I'm not either, and Harvey knows it's so serious that he even said, you're going to drop the case, you're going to have nothing to do with it, and I will send a check for what you promised him, which is like half a million dollars. Yeah. Well, it's it's actually a million. He said he was going to give half of them up Yeah, yeah. It's That's, it's pretty serious. Yeah. Um, this Masterson case is really serious. I don't... Because we know Mike can't let it go. I think Mike is getting in over his head with this case. He's not in over his head. He can... If he completely disregards Alex and his family, Mike could solve this in one court. It, and Harvey. Harvey's now an accessory. Harvey's aware of everything. I don't know if accessory is the right terminology, but he's... Remember when Alex was telling him, he's like, I'd rather not tell you because now you're going to be a part of it? Yeah. So Harvey's now a part of it. There's even him taking on um, Reformation. I mean, uh, Reformation. Well, taking on Reform. reform taking court. on Reform. I said so Reformation. For Mike, reform for Mike to bark up this tree, he would literally have to quit. And even then, even then, if he quit, it would be hard to prove. It would be hard to prove the information he got wasn't while he was at the firm that was Reform Corp's lawyer, lawyer at the time. So you know what's interesting is the position that Mike is in right now, right? 
So he keeps telling Rachel, he's like, I have to do this case. I was in prison myself. Imagine all those people that are getting extra time. Imagine if I got extra time. So here on the left side, there's a bunch of strangers that he could save getting extra time. And then he has Alex, who he knows, who he's heard his story, pretty much got framed. And either way he goes, he's either helping people he doesn't know get less time, Mm -hmm. or he's going to put someone in jail that he actually knows. So it's like on either side, he's responsible for people being in jail. Pretty much. That's like a shitty situation to be in. Mike finds those. Yeah. I. What would you do, honestly? If I were Mike right this second? If you were Mike this second, you heard what I said. You're going to help a bunch of strangers. And it's a hypothetical, remember? It's not, especially with Mike Ross, it's not binary. These episodes do a great job of proposing something like this to us at the end of the episode as completely binary. As Mike either helps a bunch of strangers and screws over Alex or helps Alex and a bunch of strangers and screws over a bunch of strangers. And with, you forgot with, the key point. Alex said, my daughter's going to grow up without a father in her life. And uh-huh. Mike lost both of his parents. So they're really like they're hitting the targets with him. I know, but th- it's not going to be binary. But I'm saying if, if, if it, it were was, Harvey, if it were Harvey, it would have to. Be, but it's not like next week. Mike's going to find a middle ground. He's like sitting on the, the couch like this. Like Mike's going to find a way for Oliver to come in and. Mike's going to find a way to, for Oliver to come in and prosecute it in such a way where Alex is exonerated or... Well, I we mean, just, you just Anita said earlier Gib- you don't know how he could get exonerated. Anita Gibbs could give... Anita Gibbs could give Alex immunity. Because it's a criminal case. She could, but I think they would have to drop both cases, though. Think about it. What do you mean? The, all the cases... Either, either there are Alex currently would have no to cases quit. on the docket. No, I mean, they can't represent them anymore. So either Alex would have to completely quit... It's a conflict of interest. Alex can't give information to Anita when he's still representing them. Anything he gives will be admissible in court. That's what they've been saying like all episode. Correct me if I'm wrong, chat. I mean, I don't know, but that's what Anita was saying. Hear me out. Because what they're presenting us with is a binary choice. One or the other. I'm trying my best to find a middle ground where both parties get what they want, not... The way you could approach it is through Alex getting immunity. Anita Gibbs has the power to give Alex immunity. Alex needs to inform in such a way that Anita Gibbs, his testimony is good enough for Anita Gibbs, but private enough that none of his clients know. But Anita Gibbs, I'm just going based off what happened in the episode. All she kept saying to Mike Ross is, if you have any association with Reform Corp, don't bring me any paperwork or don't bring me anything. Take the case. Bye. I know. So he... Gets her information, and then Harvey picks him up. So if Alex has been representing, I agree. If Alex is a part of he would have to either lit, quit which is representing both leave. Masterson and Reform Corp, it's muddy. I'm just I'm leaving the window open right now. If I now. was Alex, I would quit. If that meant I had immunity and I didn't like I could sleep at night knowing that people weren't dying because of me, I would leave law. You, but you think you would have to leave law? I would think so. He, he can't couldn't... represent either one of the firms. He has insider information. But he could quit Pearson Specter lit. But he still get has... immunity. Get immunity. The case will probably get settled so he'll never actually have to testify in open court and then go to another firm. That's possible. Like I said, so the this show does a good goal... job of giving us binary choices when there isn't when there aren't binary choices, you can find a So the ground. ultimate goal is that it's not gonna be a criminal case anymore. It's gonna be like another class action, they're gonna settle. Or if no, it's criminal goal, No, the goal is for a criminal case, but Alex's immunity from criminality. Okay. But also, in a, as private as you could possibly do that. The only way I think is if 
Anita Gibbs comes to Master Shannon Reform Corp and says, I have Alex, who, by the way, is no longer your attorney. He is flipping completely and I'm giving him immunity for flipping on me. We can go to trial. And yes, he will destroy his law career by testifying publicly that he was likely a fall guy. But here's the documents I have. Or you can plead guilty and he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. And he probably still gets to have a career and you guys get to be guilty. But he also signed that paperwork and gave it to his previous firm saying that he takes all responsibility for what happened. That's what the immunity is for. In this crazy in this crazy theory I'm working on right now that he seems like the best. It's a pretty sticky situation. I don't know how they're going to do it. Mike and Harvey's minds and then Alex's. Mike and Harvey's mind are enough to get Alex immunity and another job elsewhere. I feel like you should have been an attorney in another life. Who's to say I'm not an attorney in this life? No, I'm not. I, <laughs> no, but I do have that. I do have that itch in the. This show kind of scratches it enough. But do you have anything else on everything before? I think we're, we're, we've already jumped kind of in the predictions, but I think we should just do it officially unless you have more. I think more we show do stuff. Then yeah. let's just jump straight. I was on like, in. anything else I have to say is just predictions. Yeah, so. we're definitely in predictions territory here. So you want to go? All right. Um, let's 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 break it down. It's let's a lot. Break it down. Let's let's get off it and come back on it. Um, Donna, you think Rachel and Mike are going to have a wedding ever? Apparently not. Apparently they were going to set a date and then they never set a date. And then remember, he's like, I'm going to I'm going to make an effort. I'm going to come home for dinner and we're going to talk about this. And it's just nothing. I think she's going to leave him in the next three weeks. I don't see them lasting either at all. Like they are not even intimate. I remember on one of the episodes, um, I think it was JB that said it. He's like, hey, you notice that ever since this is nothing to do with the show. But Mm -hmm. ever since um, Meghan Markle has been dating um, Prince Harry, Prince Harry, that she's not like she never actually kisses. We're like on every other season. That's interesting. Yeah. And it is because actually I was randomly looking back at one of the seasons back and she was always like intimate with them kissing on him. Or it could be the fact that they're trying to show the break of their relationship. And that's why they're like little by little. They're like not planning the wedding anymore. They're not intimate anymore. They can't even make it to dinner for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. Actually, I will tell you, though, I give Rachel props for constantly supporting Mike, even though he just continually lies to her. Omitting the truth is lying. If you're going to tell me it's not, it is. Omitting the truth is admitting the truth, but we're not going to. Oh, my God. You're one of those. We're not going to have our first fight. Can you guys tell us at home if omitting the truth is lying? Honestly, I really want to know what people think. I think I think omitting that's a the- judgment basis, but I think in his case, he has lied to her so much. I mean, you just spent how many years lying about being an attorney before she found out, and then now you're going to lie about something so stupid. It's like, and she said to herself, she's like, if you're lying about so much, like, I wonder what else you're lying about now. If I knew something super terrible that would ruin your mood, and I knew it an hour ago, is it a lie for me to not tell you until after this show? Or is it omitting the truth? That's not the same thing, though. That's it's omitting the truth. He's because it's not just you're not just lying to me. You're you're having me lie to other people for you. You're getting me involved in your lie without even me knowing really what the lie is. Because no. remember in the beginning when Harvey was looking for her, she really didn't know why Mike was missing. Yeah, but like let's say let's say there was some there was a piece of information I didn't give you an hour ago that could have helped you in this conversation right now with the chat with Twitter with the engineer. That I didn't tell you till ten minutes from now. That is that is that omitting the truth on the same level as lying because I just wanted you to have a great show. 
It's not we're, a, get it, we're getting into it. I'm not saying omitting the truth is exactly like lying. But uh-huh. in this case, for someone that's been a repeat offender of lying, Fair you've enough. never lied to me before. If you told me something after the fact, you're like, hey, Lena, I just want to tell you, like, that red lipstick looked terrible on you. I couldn't tell you before the show because <laughs> it was going to ruin your mood and you're going to be self-conscious. I get it. He's repeatedly lied to her. And, and if it, I'm just saying if it was me, and I've been around people that have lied before, that I would wonder where does the lying stop? Like, if you lie so much about everything, what do you not lie about? Like, I feel like he just lies. He just lies to everybody. And you're only as good as your word. And that's one thing that I love about Harvey is that he's a man of his word. And even the one time he backed out with Alex, he was like, I will never back out again. I feel like Harvey values his word. And Mike is just kind of like, he gave his word to the victims. He gave his word to um, the cases. He gives his word to... Rachel, he gives his word to Harvey, and it's kind of like he backs out on every single one of them. And then he goes, oh, but I gave my word to this person first, so that's the one I'm going to be loyal to. It's like, dude, so then stop giving your word. Omit. If you like to omit, omit your damn word then. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, I'm it's not just def- I'm not defending Mike. I'm defending omitting. Yeah. Omitting truths on occasion. But if you did it all the time, that's the, dif- that's the difference. Fair enough. Um... Do we think Donna's going to have a significant, a significant so other ladies, in the next So, ladies, if you episodes? plan on dating Steve, he likes to omit the truth. Just saying. Why, why you got Why you got to put me on blast like that, he though? He likes to omit the truth. Just throwing That's, it out there. I don't like to. I'm just kidding. I don't I'm want totally to. Kidding. No, I'm joking. Like, it's your example was different. It's something to protect somebody. His, I just feel like he's protecting kind of himself. No, he's. I think he's also protecting her. Um, do we have any thoughts on Donna maybe re- rekindling her relationship with Mark now that Mark's been introduced through flashback? That that feels that feels in the realm of this show. Well, she's sitting down on the next episode and she's talking to somebody and she's saying that she's not going to prioritize Harvey. I think they're showing her character development turn from like not resentment, but she kind of realizes in life that she has regrets that she always prioritized them. And then I think they're going to end up together. They're setting up to go down to come right back up. Happy what? Like happy life. Darby. Fair enough. Um, I'm sticking with Dr. Lipschitz is going to retire and or die. That's terrible. I agree. But I feel like they'd have to kill him off. They're not going to have him retire. Like, I swear Lewis would follow him. I, but he would retire. Maybe he'd retire and then, like, move. Or maybe, like, a, a sister cr- gets sick and he has to go back to Germany. I think he said his sister still lives in Germany. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, we talked a lot about Alex being the, the way out of this incredibly sticky situation. Um, do we see Jessica in the next two weeks? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I don't think they're dropping the Jessica. It's working for them. Oh, yeah. Um, do you have any predictions at large before we get out of here? Um, I have a feeling Jessica's going to come assist once again. She's going to come to the rescue. I don't think it's going to be in this case. I think we're going to see her in the future. Um, what I do think is I think there's going to be a break in Mike Ross and Rachel's relationship. I, I see think that so coming. Too. I see that coming a mile away. Um, by the way, um, no Dr. Agard this week. But they're, they're lasting a long time. Paula. Paula and Harvey. I don't like Paula and Harvey. I like it for what it is. It's fun. I've, Paul and, it's fun. Paul it's, what, and, it's what you think they want. It's gonna end terribly. It is because in the episode um, where she comes and she like calls him out about not telling Donna and he's like, I've had so much going on. I've had this. I've had this. And he's like, and you're giving me shit. And she's like, I didn't even bring this up. You're the Mm -hmm. one that told me you didn't tell him. She knows. Like, as a woman, you know 
when something's up and obviously she has deep-rooted insecurities her past relationship the guy cheated on her mm -hmm. so i feel like she's gonna start actually fixating on this donna thing like even when harvey told her when he's walking in the door he's like oh she she already knew i think Here's I think, what I think Paula knew that she didn't know, Here's but she's acting kindling. too cool. Here's the kindling to the fire. Donna gets back with Mark. Harvey offhandedly mentions it during dinner. Yeah, Donna's getting back with oh, Mark. Oh, the flip side? Oh, Donna's getting back with Mark. That guy's an a-hole. Hold on, what? And then and then Paula gets into it with him. Like that That Mark guy might be a completely normal, everyday, regular guy. You don't like him because you like Donna. Let's have it out, and then they have it out, and that's that's the kindling to the fire that is. And then imagine, their breakup. imagine they break up. Harvey's finally ready to like profess his love for Donna, and then Donna's like, "I'm not having it. You snoozed, you lose. You snoozed, you lose, lost." Something like that, or that, or that she gets serious enough with, or that she gets serious enough with Mark, where he has to just kind of sob through it. He just kind of has to sob through it of like, "Oh man." Do you feel like in the scene where she walks into his office and she admits that, like, she didn't know that he was with Paula, that when she's, like, giving him his apartment keys back, do you feel like she was almost, like, wanting him? I felt like she was wanting him to say something, and he was like, no, it's okay, I understand. I didn't feel that at all. No, you don't I felt, think she was trying to open it up at all? No, I think she was trying to move on from him. Com Good that for was Because it's clearly she's going to move on. She's literally moving on from him to some to something else, someone else namely this guy mark hopefully so i think that's i think that was purely symbolic yeah and that she wasn't looking for any like maybe there was a last ditch oh maybe he'll find me maybe and she's been putting him in his place like when he needs her for stuff she's like i'm not your assistant anymore mm -hmm. i'm coo like apparently gretchen is everyone's assistant yeah she's like firm. she's like you're welcome for staying late night mm. but do you have any she's finally putting her foot down do you have any predictions at large before we get out of here I just really think in the next couple episodes, uh, Rachel and Mike are going to split. I think that's going to be like the big. Yeah, that definitely feels that feels like episode 10. And I feel like feels Harvey like is going to end up 10. firing Mike. That feels correct, too, because He's I gonna think, have to because Mike is probably going to go behind his back like five more times. He is. and I think even knowing the Alex thing, he's still going to do something. And I feel like Harvey right now does not know if he can trust Mike or not anymore. Actually, I'm call it right now. Okay, say it. Harvey fires Mike. Mike comes back to Rachel. Rachel breaks up with Mike. He's not done. know it. Like Mike just goes through the ringer of terrible. Yeah. Because he's trying to do right. Is he doing right? He's not doing wrong. Like we can get, like the true like true right true north like altruism is really difficult to pinpoint. He's not doing wrong like he's trying yes his heart's definitely in the right place but he's wronging a lot of people and losing their trust in the process yeah and he'll have to deal with that but 100 percent, his heart's in the right place yeah i think but i think that sounds right that he's gonna go through a ringer for it and jessica I don't, if everyone remembers like right before jessica left she kind of went through this as well where mm -hmm. she had like a flashback of her dad and her dad wanting to be a doctor because he's like, at least if you're a doctor, you're helping people. And then she had that case where she knew she was pretty much screwing people over. Mm. And that was kind of like why she decided to pick up and move. But um, yeah, I think that Mike is going to get to that point in his career where he's like, I'm at a crossroads. Like, is it more important for me to help people or is it more important for me to work for Harvey? And I think he's going to push his limits. He's not going to drop this and Harvey's going to drop him. Yeah, I think, and I think it might even be amicable of, like, you've made your choice. You've made your choice, and it's clearly for and the And Rachel's like, guys. oh, you just got fired, or you left. 
she's probably just gonna break up with him for different reasons. Yeah. But um, if the people want to find you on social media, where can they? You guys can find me at Lena Nori all over social media. And you guys, as always, can find me on Twitter. That's at Steve Kaufman, K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I do a lot of shows here at After Buzz TV. I tweet about them regularly. I also do my own vlog called The Sober Year. If you go to thesoberyear.com, you'll learn all about it. And it's essentially me not drinking. I just celebrated week 10 of not drinking. I won't be drinking for 52 weeks. Thank you very much. Sober life is the better life. So they tell me. Hey, your I, skin looks better. You're going to live longer. I'll take all those compliments. Look up, look up, put it on your blog, all the celebrities that don't drink anymore and why. I'll find, I'll do that work. Yeah. That'll be week 11. Uh, for Lena Nora, I've been Steve Kaufman. Thank you and have Thank a good night. Thank you, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.